This is Client Side from Fox Agency. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Jan Kampfer is the marketing director for Panasonic Connect Europe. Jan grows business by building high-performing marketing teams that deliver real pipeline for sales. Panasonic Connect is a new business within the group, which leads the B2B solutions business. The company's name change reflects the goal to connect their customers' operations to a better future. Jan Kampfer, welcome to ClientSide. Thanks, Nathan, and uh, thanks for having me here. Let's start at the beginning because you've been with Panasonic now for 20 years uh, from business development, product marketing, and marketing various product categories uh, during your time there. What are the most significant ways that you've seen the business change over the last decade? Yeah, quite a lot, I I, I must say, uh, when I think about and. Uh, the, the business decision process um, gets uh, more complex than it ever was and uh, more people in, involved uh, those days in, into the buying group and into the purchasing decision. And then ultimately also for the marketeers, uh, there are more personas uh, out of certain you need to target and uh, you, you need to talk to. And on top, of course, um, the, the buying behavior has changed from the customer that they're doing a lot of research by, by themselves, remote, passive on their side before they contact uh, the sales team. Also, again, that's, of course, a new challenge for, for the marketing teams. So content is king uh, uh, as, as, as better and suitable target group related content you, you provide as, as, as better you serve the, the, the new buying, buying process. And then, uh, of course, um, the lead over, over process from marketing to sales has also a little bit changed so that marketing is more longer in, 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 in the qualification process. So in the past, I guess the marketer was, was quicker handing over a lead to sales while, while now those days, uh, the nurturing process and, and customer listening process has been expanded and marketing is more there in, in the front role and, uh, nurturing longer the leads before handing over to sales, which is not necessarily bad. It gives a much more attention and weight to the marketing role in, in B2B companies. So we're going to speak about that in more detail in light of the pandemic and kind of how sales and marketing has changed over the last two to three years over the, over the pandemic. But give us a little bit more context to Panasonic Connect. What does the business do? What problems do you solve for your customers? Mm -hmm. So basically, Panasonic was founded in 1918 and um, contains at the moment out of eight um, independent companies, if, if you like. Total Panasonic Group had uh, last year net, net sales with 54 billion uh, euro. And uh, Panasonic Connect itself, you can also describe that as a business a solution company from, from Panasonic focusing on B2B. So that was been established on the 1st of October 2021. So quite, quite recent with a headquarter in, 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 in Wiesbaden, but it's a, a, a European, uh, in, international group and uh, contains out of four main businesses. And, uh, one is our mobile solution business with uh, rocket tablets and handhelds, our media entertainment group. 
uh, focusing on uh, high uh, visible, high, high brightness and reliable projectors or our broadcasting and uh, Pro EV division with PT set studio cameras and, and uh, uh, modern uh, switchboards. And then we have the business and industry solutions group, which focus on, on customized industry solutions, focusing around logistics. And finally, our Panasonic factory solution division, which uh, um, marketing on um, automated electronic manufacturing equipment and robots and welding systems. So quite, quite a good variety in, in the B2B area, I must say. And as marketing director, what's your role and responsibility? So basically, I, I think that uh, not differentiates so much to, to any other roles. It's uh, KPI management, it's public relations uh, and, and PR, uh, focusing on, on the development on our social channels. Social, of course, it's not a secret, gets, gets more and more uh, importance. But also looking on uh, cross-BU um, demand, uh, lead demand gen campaigns, but also have a certain focus on our digital systems and, and tools. Basically, there we, we spent recently quite 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 some time to bring them up to the to the latest level and, and technology, and of course try to connect them with each other that they talk with each other. So you have uh, get more out of your uh, system uh, orchestra. And as we know. B2B marketing has changed uh, tremendously over the last two to three years, let alone the last 10 years. What what levers are you pulling to drive growth for the brand, both from a demand gen side and on the brand building side of things as well? I think uh, in, in the past, there was the big print print campaigns, the big heritage and, and brand campaigns. And, and still in the digital world, we, we do a little bit of display marketing, but this also getting less and less in Europe because of the new cookie policy. The retargeting with uh, display ads gets less and less if efficient. So we're focusing there a little bit more to PPC, uh, Google ads and keyword ads and SEO, for example. But um, recently, we made also some um, good success with LinkedIn lead gens, uh, for example, and syndicate marketing using their platforms like Radiate or OnDot Media, for, for example, and uh, having there also quite some 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 good success. Of course, all this leading to our integrated ABM and a ABX strategy. That's that's the the umbrella of of all the things, but but underneath. Um, to highlight some something, uh, syndicate marketing seems uh, having a, a renaissance, if you like, and we're seeing some some quite nice success at the moment. Now, some have, have criticized ABM and performance marketing as being reductive for B2B marketing. Yes, it's effective, but as far as driving preference for the brand, as far as driving uh, the, a, an emotional component, in the minds of, of customers, ABM and AB, ABX is, is somewhat limited in that regard vis-a-vis -vis your more traditional brand building approaches. How do you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, of course, ABM, ABX is uh, lead gen focus, customer building focus, and it's close working with, with sales on developing and, and, and building um, customer success stories. 
But on, on top, of course, you always need to have a flavor on, on brand because your brand uh, works long term. Where, where the um, ABX is maybe midterm, short term ABM brand is, is more the long term angle, which, which, which you have. And of course, in some critical times where, where the business is, is a little bit tight, you always focus on on the short term success with with lead gen, but uh, you as a marketer should should never forget also look on on the long term to build up your brand because in 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 the long run this uh, this will build uh, build build back to you. Let's talk a little bit about how B two B marketing has changed in the last two to three years as far as the pandemic is concerned. And and you said recently, quote. Adapting to a world without face-to-face events has sparked a digital transformation in marketing. The traditional reliance on the annual calendar of key events and conferences backed by direct marketing has almost disappeared and a positive new digital hybrid approach is emerging. What does this look like now that so many people are allowed to meet in person and face-to-face again? I, I guess I could could rewrite this the statement again when you're asking me <laughs> today, which you do. So that let me therefore rephrase it. So what we see um, as fortunately the live events come coming back, we see a, a lot of catch up effects from from ourselves from our customers as well. Um, so the attendance on on exhibition itself on general exhibition or vertical or industry exhibitions, it's a little bit less in terms of numbers, maybe around 20 to 15% less uh, attendees at exhibitions at the moment. However, the enthusiasm enthusiasm of, of the people who meeting us, who joining us on the stand is uh, relative high and the quality, quality of leads we're producing, even with a lower attendance of people, is almost at, at a similar range as, as before uh, COVID times. So, so therefore, we see at the moment, and we can unfortunately only talk what's, what's happening at the moment. Nobody knows what's, how, how this goes in, in, in the autumn time. But at the moment, we're seeing a, a, a really positive um, impact on, on exhibitions and um, also personal events, um, seminars, um, the, the customers are, are really o- overwhelming joining joining those those sessions because they also miss that over, over long time of things. So the engagement level is quite high, and uh, therefore, as much as possible, we we will uh, we will reinforce that and, uh, and, and 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 boost that further. What what else have you noticed about how sales and business development has changed over the last two years, especially as as it pertains to sort of sales teams being more efficient at selling digitally and remotely, what else strikes you as significant in the last two to three years, do you think? Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it already almost. So the sales teams now are using much more marketing tools, or you can also say are more reliant on marketing tools as ever they were before. So they're using uh, digital showrooms, uh, sales rooms or war rooms where they can exchange um, stuff with the customer. They're using um, digital uh, 3D um, drawings 
showrooms. We were mapping out digitally all our physical showrooms and providing that on, on a virtual platform for our sales and engineer teams to use that in front of the customers, um, which is a, which is a great deal and, uh, which they're making a lot of usage out of. And, um, that's, I, I guess what, what we're seeing. It will not replace, um, the face-to-face -face and the touch and dry on our B2B products because um, we at Panasonic, as many other uh, hardware uh, OEMs as well, our products, they need to be seen, they need to be touched, they need to be tried out. Uh, the quality needs to be uh, looked with, with an eye, with a personal eye and, and see really the quality of, of the product. And therefore, this part Will, will never be replaced, can never be completely replaced by, by digital experience. But talking about marketing, certainly the marketing role also here got more attention because um, the, 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 the pre-cycle, the pre-purchasing cycle, of course, is uh, more covered with, with digital tools. And I mentioned a few, for, for example, we are also building with our broadcast and uh, pro team uh, a mini-metaverse or, or digital world where basically the customer can immerse into and uh, can can look digital uh, all all related products and, and solutions which they want to uh, consider. So basically, there are also more work and weight on 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 the marketing. But the final bit, when it comes to the qualification and the closing sales deal, still needs to be in a, in in a face to face environment where where physically. Um, uh, products being being find out and tried out. Now you make a you make a a great point on the consumer side because Panasonic has got sort of huge mainstream consumer awareness. Um, you'll uh, you know you'll be hard pressed to find anyone in the world that doesn't know of the brand Panasonic. But I'm just interested to know how you translate that awareness into the B two B proposition. What things do you take across? What things do you leave behind? So I think we we benefit quite greatly from 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 the superb brand from from Panasonic. Uh, also in in the consumer world, there are great brands like uh, Lumix for for the camera or Panasonic Techniques um, for the AV equipment, or talking about the high-quality uh, 4K OLED uh, TVs, uh, to, to mention just just a few products from, from the consumer side. And this brand heritage, of course, we, we benefiting from, from B2B because what our products has, has common from, from consumer and business is um, we, uh, they're all working with, with strong USP, latest technologies, but also a very good product quality and reliability. And, and this is common for all products from, from Panasonic. So therefore it's, 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 it's quite easy in, in that case to, to, to pin the brand, which goes from, from consumer to, to, to B2B. I want to go back to something that you said earlier around brand building and the importance of brand building, because you said in our, our pre-interview that quote, People in business don't buy on brand, they buy on service capabilities and how you support the customer. Brand is less important. Explain that. Yeah. So also here, I'm 
not sure in uh, which circumstance I exactly <laughs> made this quote. I'm so, listening closely. <laughs> you're you're listening saying. very close to, to what I'm saying, yeah. But also, uh, this maybe I need to rephrase uh, slightly because, of course, I'm a marketer and, and, and brand is important uh, also for B2B. And uh, without a strong uh, um, brand foundation, also your B2B approach will, will, will struggle. So, so therefore, uh, that's, that's not a question. The, the only thing, I guess, um, what I, I try to make here is to say that um, while in, in consumer, you, you measure your, your brand uh, recognition uh, every day uh, in and out, while this exact brand service and so on, are less important at B2B. There are more uh, things like the net promoter score uh, plays a role, for example, and you're relying more also on, on a good product, of course, but uh, more also on, on a good pre- and, and post-sale uh, service and support. And if you want to retain a customer, you cannot only just, just ship a product, you need to also make sure the whole package with, with the after service is 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 been tied and has been been in place and uh, I guess that was more the comment. Makes sense. Just before we bring the interview towards a close, let let's talk a little bit about the skill sets of the modern marketer because it, it seems as though obviously in the early days of marketing it was more uh, you know the skill set was more based on being a creative and and, and strategy. Um, now it seems as though you need to have a degree in data science and performance to be a marketeer. Um, it's far more um, digitally and analytically data driven. What do you feel are the skill sets of the modern marketeer? It, it, it's hard to be an expert in in all of these areas, but from your own point of view as a leader of of a, a, a of a B two B brand. What are the skill sets that you feel are important to you in your role? And what would you say are the major skill sets that are important for the modern marketeer today? Yeah, I, I think um, I think so. That um, also the the job profile of a, of a marketeer in, in, in B2B has, has changed over the time. And um, in the in the early years, there was just you know, you, you you needed to have a good Marcom skill set, and maybe a good good eye for for for, for colors and 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 uh, Marcom setups. Um, so that was already uh, good, good enough. Working close with with the agencies, uh, making good good briefings and and rebriefings. But uh, those days, um, we talked about this earlier, Nathan. So. The digital landscape in marketing has completely changed the entire approach, but also the skill sets. You don't need to be a perfect data analyst, but you need to have a, a feeling of it. You need to have skills on uh, setting up complex uh, canvas lead flows in Eluqua or Marketo, uh, for, for example. You, you, you need to have that type of, of data analytics um, skills or at least a little bit, bit bit flavor for that as well those those days and uh, to bring bring on top a, a different angle uh, what also comes more and more as a, a requirement for let's call it a, a modern marketeer is of course performing in in, in front of the cameras so our uh, things how things how we presenting things has has also completely changed and That's uh, now, right now. 
now everything is it needs to be on 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 YouTube and uh, there we also have a have a professional production studio at, at at Panasonic at almost all of our our locations I guess because some of the equipment or most of the equipment we, we can deliver and and there basically the the market here is is there and out of sudden uh, acting as a uh, equal to a TV moderator and uh, need to present uh, as much as professional in, in front of the camera so completely new skill set also here out of sudden comes comes on the range but which is not necessarily uh, bad i i think um, the variety and skill sets has been boosted up uh, and the demand on a, on a, on a on a on a b2b market here has has with this raised up and and this is good this is good for the industry this is good for for b2b market here and uh, it's good for for the uh, for for the personal career of of each of them so you say that the modern marketeer has to become much more comfortable with youtube um facebook linkedin um and all these modern um... fortunately or unfortunately yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. that's that is the case and 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 that's the case in point right now you know where we're producing content now but that leads me to to an interesting point because there's this demand now, increasing demand to for all businesses to create increasingly more content. Um, content creation has never been uh, easier uh, to 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 produce. the The volume of content has has to increase. Um, talk about the importance of content in a world where your buyer expects um, not only accurate and up to date information about your products and services, but a deeper understanding of who are the people behind the brand creating the content. There's there's this importance now that we all have to be, uh, or all have to develop our own personal brands as well. Talk about the importance of content um, in a world that is increasingly more focused on 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 digital. Yeah, certainly it is. So basically, people want to know who are the persons behind the brand. So that's why we um, uh, constantly uh, trying to 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 stimulate people to create opinion pieces and support them uh, on on this to really show the face, let them talk about what what they're doing, what what what's their values and uh, what what they're thinking about working for for Panasonic and then of course we for marketing try to support that and and channel this so so the right media channels but from uh, from the from the business or for for the market itself you you, you mentioned that yes they expect content but uh, they expect also that the contact uh, content is target group specific suitable tasty not too long not too short and reaching them at the right moment where they are in their product decision process or life cycle process. And that's also a challenge now for, for marketing, not only produce the content, it needs to be target group specific and it reach, need to reach the target group at the right time uh, and the right uh, uh, channel. So that's also something to, to consider. And, and to your point about, not keeping the content too long. It's time to bring the interview towards towards a close. Um, as as you think about the next chapter in in the business's evolution, what what do you think is the most effective next chapter for Panasonic Connect? Do you think? 
Yeah, definitely, we want to uh, continue to boost our our product business, uh, and uh, I, I think I I said at the beginning the the variety of of products we we featuring. On the same time, also we want to expand on our solution offerings in the area of logistic and supply chain. There recently, um, with Pluyonda, one of the leading um, supply chain software companies, has joined the, uh, the Panasonic Group, and uh, some some while ago, Cetus. Uh, system integrator famous for goods ID and personal ID. And with those together, we want to uh, really make a, a footprint in the logistic and supply chain uh, industry and exciting times in front of us, I would say. Really exciting. Watch this space. Jan Kampfer, thank you for being on client side. Nathan, thank you very much for the time. A really pleasure. Thank you. If you'd like to share any comments on this episode or any episode of Client Side, then find us online at fox.agency. If you'd like to appear as a guest on the show, then please email clientside at fox.agency. The people that make this show possible are Zoe Woodward, our executive producer. Hannah Teasdale is our podcast executive. Jennifer Brennan is our digital strategist, supported by Sophia Ravanis and Alice Winterburn, our social and digital experts. I'm Nathan Anibarber. You've been listening to Client Side from Fox Agency. Join us next time on Client Side, brought to you by Fox Agency.